Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. I am your host, as always, Jordan Lewis. And joining me today, I have Will Muldoon from the school board. How are you doing this morning? Pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me today, Jordan. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing all right. I like to always think, you know, things are going well. I like to think positively, especially when I'm the newsroom person. So I see a lot of stuff in a given day. Yeah, definitely. I'm a, it's a Monday morning, so I, my glass is half full right now as well, right? That's yep. a good way to start the week. And so obviously the big, the first big thing I want to talk with you about is that there's the new superintendent. We've picked the new superintendent. Yeah, really exciting. Frank Hauser, um, most recently out of Sitka and had a about 25-year career with the Anchorage School District and started as a music teacher, worked his way up to principal of the year and has been a superintendent for a few years. So I'm really excited to start working with him. Okay. And I, I got a little bit of a chuckle in truth when I saw that he was the super, he's currently the superintendent for the Sitka School District. So I'm like, oh, so now Sitka's going to have to do this whole process as well. Yeah, yeah. My, my heart goes out to Sitka on that one. It's a, it's a, it's a big process. You know, it, it was a big one for our community. I think our community um, did really well in showing up. We had a lot of town halls, forum events. And um, yeah, it's a big process. But uh, I, I think we're going to be, be pretty fortunate to work with Frank here. Gotcha. And now, I guess one of my questions is, what were some of the decisions that needed to be made in order for you guys to choose Frank? Yeah, so it's um, it's a pretty holistic approach, right? I think we had three really good finalists. And, um, you know, you wouldn't bring somebody all the way up to Juno if you were, you know, on the fence on them type of a thing. Uh, for me personally, I, I was... Um, I, Frank has a big eye uh, focus for budgetary matters, and I serve on the finance committee, and uh, we've had a tough run with that with the state funding issue, so that one was a big for, one for me. And also, uh, he's already, he was the Alaskan candidate. You know, he was the most local high, uh, person we could hire, and where we're moving with the Alaska Reads Act and base student allocation funding, you know, really complex stuff is going to be moving these next few years, and um, having someone being able to hit the ground running on day one for that was was a real big one for me. Okay, and so, so you would say the the locality of Frank was a big factor. In that. Yeah, absolutely, was a factor. You know, Alaska is is very different than the lower forty eight, and um, it's it's interesting that that plays out during that process. But yeah, uh, that Frank um, being familiar with that, understanding how we're funded. You know, he has familiarity with going up to the legislative building, ca uh, the Capitol, and testifying. And so um, those are all part of, like, the other duties as assigned to superintendent, you know, and those are those can be tough. Um, we don't have to sell him on the weather or the housing, you know. So um, that familiarity was, was a big one for me, yeah. Okay. And now hearing that you're on the Finance Committee, this now has my brain worrying. I want to, now I want to ask you about how is the budget looking? Yeah, so we just passed the budget. It is going to be in front of, so we pass it, and then it's presented to the assembly, which will be happening this Thursday at 5.30 p.m. It is a $96.23 million all-fund budget with about a $70 million operating fund. We did have to project what we think the state funding will be. That's uh, a variable every year, but this year it's a big one. And we we're conservative in hedging there. And so we are looking towards uh, an increase to the base student allocation of $400, which would equate to about a little over $3 million for Juno. And there's the Senate is looking at increasing it by 1000 
and the house just wrapped up their budget and are only increasing it by about the equivalent of 680 through one-time funding. So, um, yeah, it's, it was a long process, we, you know, but, uh, a lot of the issues that we can control some of our, uh, we've had some deficits rally community schools, transportation. We've worked really hard on those these last few months. And, um, if the if the legislature can deliver on a BSA increase, I think we're going to be in a pretty good spot on the budget. Okay, and then not to make it seem all sort of like doom and gloom, but what is the plan? Should the BSA not increase like it's been planned well, for? Regardless of where the legislature lands, we will be revising the budget unless you know it's if it's they're not going to get exactly what we expected, right? It's a it's a pretty complex budget, so we will be revising that. Um, the main lever that we have at our disposal is often the PTR, the pupil to teacher ratio, classroom sizes. And um, so, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't preempt any full board discussions there, but personally, um, I, I think that you have to look there. We, we, it's tough. We've had a really tight budget for a really long time. And so, um, I'll, I'll, like, the legislature is taking testimony this Thursday at 1.30 in Senate Finance for the base student allocation. So I'll be up there explaining what it means if they don't deliver for our district. And, yeah, it's it's been a tough road. But, um, yeah, we, we've got a balanced budget if they can get uh, a plus 400 to the BSA. Okay. And then maybe just for the, the listening audience that might not be sort of familiar with how the BSA factors into the budget calculation. Maybe could you explain that a bit? Yeah, sorry. I know it's very jargon heavy and a lot of acronyms. Uh, The base student allocation is the BSA, and that is the first number they plug into what they call the foundation formula funding. Uh, And so there's a big formula that works through, and there are multipliers for school district size, for class sizes, and special need intensives. And as that works through, so the current BSA is $5,930, $5,930. Beginning July 1, it will be $5,960. And when that works through the formula, because of Juno's multipliers for our district size, class, uh, school size, and special need intensives, we get about $7,350 to $55 per student. And then um, the Base being fifty nine sixty, it increases thirty dollars because of the Alaska Reads Act, and uh, it also comes with a lot of mandates. We needed to hire reading specialists. We need to have individualized reading plans, and the funding increase that thirty dollars equates to two hundred thirty thousand additional dollars to the Juno School District, and that's a hundred thousand dollars less than just the reading specialists. So we've that's kind of the tough part sometimes with the state is we get a mandate and the funding is not commensurate with the cost of the mandate. So it's a little bit of an unfunded mandate there. Okay. And now I have a question. When it, you said that part of it is school district size. Now are we talking the actual size of the whole area? Are we talking like the physical square footage of the buildings? It's it's per, it's student count. I, I wish it was geographic. Juno is is one of the largest. Us and Sitka, you know, we're the two largest geographically. So um, for boroughs. But uh, no, it's it's per student. And we're projected to have 4,240 students uh, next fall. Okay. Because I was going to say, I had heard something about the square footage factoring into the calculations there somewhere. 
Yeah, that's been the discussion we've been having generally as a community looking into um, building usage and capacity and things of that nature. Okay. Because I was going to say, because I also understand that some of the concerns or some of the discussions with budget would be like, what it would it, under what circumstances what might it be necessary to close a school because of the budget because of how it's been yeah the last couple of yeah years. and we've been meeting uh, with the the city and borough assembly and I know that they've been interested in us doing that work and so that's also tricky but I we have a meeting coming up at the end of the month where I think we're going to do a lot more work towards that end to looking at um, you know Juno's enrollment has been declining since roughly two thousand and five and so. That is a fair question. You know, what percentage of the buildings are we using as a district and are there ones specifically? Can we change how we deliver education to make it more affordable? Okay. And and I ask you those questions not to make it appear as though I'm, you know, saying we should do any of these things. I never want to come off that way. I largely ask just because as someone who also cares about education, I also want to factor in whether or not having a certain number of facilities or having them spread out how they are is potentially impacting that because then that impacts the budget. And then if that impacts the budget, that can impact how education is delivered. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's exactly it. You know, it's, it's really complex stuff. I also personally do not advocate for that. Right. That is not why I ran. That's not why I serve. Um, but I know that in, in Juneau and in most districts in Alaska, the borough owns our buildings. And so that is a valid discussion as they go through their budgetary process as well, you know? And so that's, um, I know they've flagged that item, and we've, we've met once on it, and we will be meeting again towards the end of the month. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I definitely, when, as soon as you said that you were part of the finance committee, I wanted to hit that budget yeah. topic. Because no, it's, it's complex stuff, and I think it's important that the community hears about it. No, I can totally understand you there. We are going to be going into our break, and when we come back, I'll talk to you more, a little bit, not too much about the budget, but then also just seeing what else is going on with the school board. Welcome back to Action Line. I am still your host, Jordan Lewis. You never know how Juno can be. And joining me still is Will Muldoon from the school board. Now, before the break, we were talking a lot on the budget, which I wanted to be a bit harder on you on, just because that is a very serious conversation we need to have every year, because that's just the nature of it. But I want to sort of shift away from that, at least for a little bit, and talk to you sort of about what are some of the other things that are going on with the school board? Yeah, so policy committee is meeting in about an hour. So they are constantly going through our policy, board policies. They take them by the coding blocks, and they're working through that. On the facilities committee, that is also one that has a pretty never-ending work task, right? Um, So we're always looking at uh, maintenance, maintenance funding usage, snow removal. We we talk about snow removal year-round. That's a big one. Um, finance committee is still, you know, going to keep moving, keep happening. And, um, as a whole board, we are meeting tomorrow night, uh, to take up the new superintendent contract. And then, uh, after that, I'm hoping it'll be quiet for a few weeks, but then, uh, we'll be moving towards budget revisions and getting ready for the fiscal year end. fiscal year begin July 1. Okay. And from what I understand of that uh, contract negotiations, that's a three-year contract, isn't it? Yeah, it's generally a three-year contract with superintendents, and that's that's what we're targeting. Okay. And I would also – I mean, I would imagine the hope is to have Frank around for quite some time. I'm hoping so, yeah. I think that, um, you know, we, we've had Dr. Weiss for a while. I'd like to see, you know, Frank land here and, and uh, fit in and get to work and have a good time and – um, that we've seen the trend statewide is that terms have been shorter, but 
I'm a big, I'm biased. I think Juno's a pretty great town. I, I think we have a lot to offer and I think we're a really tough place to leave. So, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see more than three years. Three years is a good start though. Okay. I was, I was going to say, I would imagine you would be biased as part of the school board. <laughs> you are actively advocating for things to improve. I kind of like this town. Yeah. Okay. And now I guess I will have to go back to the budget. And so I, I understand one another conversation around the budget was a lot to do with like busing, busing students across town because largely from what I understand that that involves students choosing or families choosing to have their, their kids go to schools that are not within close proximity or they just have the choice to decide which school they go to. So yeah, for, for the high schools. Yeah. But uh, the other schools, we do have boundary exemptions and what has been tricky is the transportation, just like the base student allocation is a formula, there's also one for transportation, and that number has not been adjusted in about eight years. And what has compounded that here locally to make it more difficult is uh, even though our student population has declined, it is not even to the point where you can just, you know, you still have to bus students. That's, you know, that's obligation. So, um we have been able to work with our contractor there, our vendor, uh, first student who does transportation throughout the state. And uh, we are re- revising how we offer and reducing the number of overall routes by about three. Um, so that way we don't carry, uh, we're not growing a deficit with transportation. So that is annually, and that's part of our discussion with the assembly this week, is we are capped locally by what we can fund. But there are items such as transportation that can be funded outside the cap. And the assembly has um, continually done so for the last 12 years. So, Okay. I guess sort of my question off of that would be, would it, would it not be financially better to have the students that are closer to Thunder Mountain go to Thunder Mountain and then the students that are closer to JD go to JD? Yeah, of course it would, right? But then I would also have to look at, you'd have to do the cost-benefit analysis of where the benefit is. And um, if the students are benefiting and the cost is negligible or, you know, minimal, um, I I think that that it's a a worthy cost, you know. And that's tricky about um, education funding is that we have required expenditures, but then we also have essential expenditures right behind that where there are things that, you believe in them, and that's why you fund them. And um, the assembly has been great with us for the last twelve years, and um, we're, we're we have that discussion. You know, it's an ongoing discussion. But yeah, it, it would probably save us a few dollars. But is that worth the reduction of benefit to our students? You know, that's always uh, where I frame my thoughts. Okay. I was going to say, I would think another factor in that would maybe be population demographics. Do you have enough students re- respectively for each region to maintain the numbers that you'd want for your budget? I think that would factor into that as well. Yeah, and that's Juno's getting older too. You know, our, our median age has gone up about 10 years in the last 10 years. So that's a, that's a tough problem to have. And um, yeah, COVID, COVID was tough. We have seen some students return, but we did see uh, it was about a 12.9% uh, decline in enrollment due to COVID. Okay. And now, as is the nature of the of the show, I also want to open it up to you, to you and be like, is there anything that you think the public should know that's going on with the school board right now? Um, gosh, we've had a lot. You know, we've had a lot with the budget. We've had a lot with the new superintendent. Those are both, you know, really big items. 
Um, but I, one of the things that really refilled my batteries throughout the superintendent process was getting to spend a lot of the time in the schools. And uh, we recently hosted some sports tournaments as well. And school's still happening, right? Like that is the one thing that I'm, I'm always impressed by, you know, is that uh, during the sporting events, you know, the students aren't cheering for base student allocations or weird formula fundings. There's still students they are still learning. They're having a good time. And uh, I think it's important to remember that, right? Because we do get bogged down in the minutia of the budget and these complex things. But the end goal is the best educational delivery for our community. And uh, I think that's still happening. Okay. And I, th- and I think it's good that you acknowledge the getting into the schools part. I think that's a very important aspect of it because you want to, because th- this is something I've talked about with other guests as well. The importance of that community connection, especially in a town like Juneau, I think is very big. If you ha- if you show that initiative of going into the co- into the community itself, actively beyond just the fact that you you live in it and you show up at the, the schools and you talk with folks there, I feel like that instills a greater sense of trust. Yeah, I think so as well. Uh, one of the places where I'm the site council representative is for Yakusuke Dakihiti, the alternative high school. And so I actually get to go in the classroom with them about once a month. And that I have that one scheduled for tomorrow morning. And I, it's my favorite meeting of the month. You know, it's just um, I, th- I hope that students trust me. You know, we get to communicate candidly and I get to, you know, listen in on the class process. And I'm an alumni from Yakusuke. So it's really neat to kind of be there and, and see how good they're doing. Okay. I was going to say I'm actually also working on taking some initiative to, to talk it to some of the schools. And so I'm working through that. Hopefully I'll do, do that Friday. But no, like I said, I think it's very important to have that greater community connection. Now, it looks like, according to my clock here, we've got a little over um, about two minutes left. Do you have any big closing comments? Uh, no, I would just like to thank the community for all their work on the superintendent process. I know that town halls and public forums and, you know, job interview type situations uh, isn't everybody's favorite, but we, we had really good turnout. We had really good feedback from the community and um, it really helped us make the decision. Okay. So. Well, I guess, let me, well, hmm, I think I do have another question now that I think about it. And so obviously with uh, with that superintendent conversation, we talked about how there's going to be those contract negotiations. Do you have any sort of preliminary idea for what it seems like the new superintendent has sort of as a game plan for the district? Or is that not going to happen until after those contract negotiations? I mean, yeah, we, that did come up during the interview, right? You know, that you, you want to hear what people's plans are and also what their vision is, right? The aspirational and kind of the more practical and um, Frank was very candid in his that he wants to be involved. We have a, our district is set up to have a very involved process with the superintendent for the budget. So I know that that is going to be a primary area of his. And uh, yeah, as a finance committee member, I'm really looking forward to that process this summer. Okay. And, and, that would, and so that's largely budget related, at least from your perspective of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's what's tough is that I speak to what I'm best at. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking most forward to. But I know that um, he's mostly looking forward to getting here and just spending the summer getting into Juno, you know, and then get hitting the ground running uh, on the budgetary matters, getting ready for the upcoming school year, right? We're always planning for that in the, in the district, so. 
Okay. Well, I can certainly say I look forward to talking to him once he once he takes over, as the school district itself is another regular guest on Action Line. But I'd like to thank you for coming in. I think it was good to chat, especially on the budget conversation. I would like it. Wanted to have a a good conversation about that for some time. So it's nice to have that. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. I I had a good time. Uh, my glass is still half full. It's still Monday morning. So I appreciate you guys having me. Alrighty. You've been listening to Action Line on KINY.